Hello, welcome back to the Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am so excited to be here. I want to catch you up just a little bit on what's been going on here. So last weekend was the first official boot camp for teachers. I had so much fun planning and experience for these teachers. And it was just like really a great learning opportunity for everyone who was a part of it. So every day there was a new training packed with lots of value. Um, The how of managing the first weeks of school can honestly feel really daunting. So I created the space for teachers inside the bootcamp to learn the how and to be able to implement during the training itself. So on day one, we dove into how teachers could work in their contracted hours, even during their busy seasons throughout the school year, specifically during those first weeks. On day two, we dove into classroom routines and how to implement those routines so that they stick and are implemented throughout the entire school year. And day three, we discussed this idea of being confident in the classroom, how you can become more confident in yourself and in your teaching abilities, even in your first year of teaching. It was fantastic. And I got some feedback from those who were registered that I wanted to share. Well, first and foremost, I got yesterday's training was very good. Everything you spoke about, I dealt with last year. This was a great piece of feedback because I know that I covered material that teachers had been dealing with in previous years. And another piece of feedback was the training was great. I learned to make sure I built a community with other teachers. And actually, this is something that we're going to dive into today. So this really brought me so much joy knowing that the attendees got everything they wanted out of it. So if you missed it, and you would like to get the replays, it's not too late to register. You can grab the link in the description below. I have one more piece of exciting news. I am finally starting my position as a child development specialist or a developmental interventionist with early intervention. These are services provided by the state to help children who have developmental delays from ages zero to three. I started on Monday, Well, I started today, if you're listening to this on Monday, um, with the very first, with my very, very first case. I have never done this before. I've obviously had interactions with early intervention as a teacher, but never did the intervention myself. So last week, I made sure to somewhat to shadow someone who'd been doing this for a long time, and he was incredible and so super helpful. I'm really excited to get started, but you know. Nerves come with that as well. All right, let's dive on in. Hey there, Adva here. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside of the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. So in today's episode, we're diving into what you can do when things get hard throughout the school year. It is inevitable that teachers will go through hard times in their classrooms, whether it be student-related, admin-related, or just all things classroom-related. Sometimes that hard can actually impact our feelings about returning the following year. I felt like this was the perfect episode to have right now as so many teachers are transitioning back into school. 
So I'm going to give you three ways to help you stay in the classroom even when things feel really hard. So first and foremost is remember your why. I know this is something that you hear a lot and there's always a reason why you decided to teach in the first place. For me, it was my love of kids and over the years it expanded to making an impact and being able to see my kids grow and develop as the school year progresses. Your why can be the reason you decide to stay rather than leave, even when it's hard. Let me explain. Bringing yourself back to your why can actually center you. It can remind you of all the good you want to do in the classroom. It can remind you of the passion that you've always had for teaching. It can remind you of the goal, of your goal to create a bigger impact when it comes to each of your students. So here are some things you can start to think about. Why did you want to teach in the first place? What is it that has you showing up every day in the way that you do? What impact are you looking to make in the classroom? And what is it about teaching that you're passionate about? Your why will be your biggest motivator. It will bring you back to saying, I can do this. This is what I was meant to be doing. This is my passion. When you lose sight of your why, that's when we start to see teachers leave. That's when we start seeing this huge exodus from the teaching world. So many teachers who are leaving are leaving for various reasons that actually don't always include the classroom or the students and are more about the politics and the administration. So my suggestion to you is for you to write this down. What is your why and write it down. You can write it on a sticky, in your journal, in your notes. These are all great ways to remind yourself of your why when it does get hard. It can, cre- it can help you to create this new energy as you move forward in the day. Second is the importance of a teaching community. I say this all the time. Having a community of teachers you can trust and lean on when you need to is critical to your success as a teacher. I've heard so many teachers say that they go to school to teach, not to make friends. I can understand why someone would have that mindset, but I wholeheartedly disagree with this statement, and I'll tell you why. Teachers need community no matter what stage of teaching you're at. It can feel very lonely if you don't have the community to lean on. So many people outside of the teaching profession can only sympathize with you in terms of what you're going through. They can't really understand it if they've never been a classroom teacher or haven't experienced the things that you're experiencing. So one of my clients stayed at school, she's stayed at the school she's been at for the last five years and for one reason, and she's still there, community. This is actually the school I used to work for and I can tell you that this school has the best community for early childhood educators. I have never seen such a warm, friendly, and helpful community of teachers in an early childhood center. They helped me through my first year of teaching and beyond until I decided to step away from the classroom to pursue other things within education. Now you might be asking why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because I would not have made it through seven years of teaching pre and post COVID without the support of my community. They were my rock in everything I went through as a classroom teacher. So have I convinced you yet? So here's how you can create your teacher community. Connect with like-minded individuals in your school building or on an online platform. 
When you connect with others, think about what you're looking for in terms of support, that connection, and the feeling that those connections bring you. And number three, and I have to put this in, it's a plug, work with me. I'll connect you to various communities and help you to start feel a sen- to start to feel a sense of community when you work with me. It's actually what we do inside of one-on-one coaching. I help you feel like you're not alone in the struggles that you might be experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And third is do something that brings you joy. In much of my content, I talk about the idea of not losing yourself in teaching. That teaching is just a job. Part of that is making time for the things that bring you joy. I don't mean things in the classroom or work related. I mean things that are for you and only you. I'll give you an example. When I started to work on who I was outside of a classroom teacher and a business owner, I started to do things that I enjoyed that had absolutely nothing to do with teaching or my business. These things included dancing with friends, a night out with friends, reading, watching Hallmark movies, seeing family, staying active and going to the gym. All things that I used to honestly talk my way out of. I didn't have the money, I had too much on my plate, blah, blah, blah. I was the one who used to like to stay really busy so that I didn't have to deal with downtime that may end up in my being bored. I used to associate boredom with unproductive. But I also used to be so busy and always stressed that my body would end up shutting down. I'd feel lethargic and weak for a few days, or I would end up with a awful migraine that would last me three to four days. No one wants that. So I forced myself to slow down and now give myself those things whether or not my work is done because it's part of who I am outside of my work. So first and foremost, remember your why. Second, remember how important it is to find that teacher community and connect with like-minded humans. And third, make sure you're doing things that bring you joy. So as always, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me, I would love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.